Mercy ships. Floating hospitals. Maritime vessels that provide life-changing surgeries to people who need them. People who don't have the resources to pay for these medical procedures on their own. Large ships, mobile cities made up of all volunteers, surgeons, nurses, captain and crew, teachers and chefs, all of whom have chosen to give of their time and talents to help bring mercy to the people of West Africa and beyond. My guest today is Kylie Best. She'll give us some valuable perspective on the enormity of this undertaking, of all that it takes to change lives in this remarkable way. All aboard for the Edge of Adventure. As today we talk, Mercy Ships. This is where adventure meets purpose, where we get to know those who live life beyond status quo. My name is Adam Asher, and this is the Edge of Adventure podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is the Edge of Adventure. My name is Adam Asher. What a privilege and pleasure it is today to have Mercy Ships joining us and from Mercy Ships here to represent them and help us get to know this fantastic organization is Kylie Best. Kylie, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. It's great to have you. And truly, Mercy Ships is is an organization that's been around a long time. It's one that I've known of for many, many years. Give us the overview, though. If somebody doesn't know about this organization, about this incredible idea that you guys have and this wonderful service you provide, give us the overview. There's so much involved with Mercy Ships, but what I normally tell people is, you know, we've been here since 1978. Um, And essentially, we have hospital ships that we serve West Africa, and we provide free surgeries, and not only free surgeries, but we also do medical capacity building where we're providing training to local professionals. Um, And then we also keep relationships with their, you know, Ministry of Health and governments to try and rebuild their infrastructure um, and what their health systems look like. So eventually, we kind of work our way out of a job. These ships, these mercy ships that we would call them, what are they? Describe for me, what are we, what are we talking about here? It's kind of gone from, we've had multiple ships, but it's always gone from we're refitting ships. And so we've remodeled ships to be hospital ships. So the ORs are actually on ships. Uh, so the Africa Mercy, uh, which has been in service for about, I guess, 12 or so years, was a a railcart ferry boat that we refitted. Um, and we actually just launched our first purposefully built hospital ship called the Global Mercy. So everybody on ship is a volunteer. So that's that's kind of the brief synopsis. You know, most people think that we dock and do surgeries um, off the ship. And we do have, you know, buildings off ship for um, eye care and a dental clinic and stuff like that. But most of the things happen on ship. So that's why we're called Mercy Ships. You're telling me that these are large, beautiful ships that have been repurposed. It's like a hospital, right, in a way to think about. It's like then you're able to bring people who need medical care, who need surgeries, so on and so forth. You bring them from their countries, and then you bring them onto this mobile hospital 
walk me through the process because it's it's fascinating, it's amazing, and this cannot cannot be an easy process. No, absolutely not. Um, so we're actually in a country um, we called it call it a field service ten to twelve months out of the year, usually starting in August um, until June or July, and we're actually in country years before we actually serve there with an advanced team. And, you know, we're talking to officials, to the president, because we actually have to be invited into country. They have to want us to be in country. Um, and so we, we keep those relationships going. And so once we do that, we assess the need of that country, what surgeries would be most beneficial for how long, um, because we are in a ship where we have limited capacity. So we have to have everything for a certain amount of surgeries on the ship because that's all that we can hold. Um, and so we assess the need, um, and then we start getting the word out and we give people, once they're screened, we we're in country and we screen, um, they're given a date on a little card. Um, and if they need transportation, we provide that because we found that most people in country, um, couldn't, you know, they were giving up their entire life, their entire earnings, everything just to come to ship. So they didn't have anything to go back to. So we started providing transportation, you know, which can be like eight hours away and then bring them back um, and have their life-changing surgery. So that's, that's pretty much a nutshell. It is a huge undertaking. Um, but yes, we are on ships because we found that most populations live close to, you know, a port city so we can dock there. And that way we can also serve multiple countries over time. Kylie Best is my guest today from Mercy Ships. You can look them up online at mercyships.org. And we're getting to know a bit more about this organization, their heart and their passion. Kylie, I was doing a little research on you and communicating and sort of preparing for this conversation. One of the things you mentioned was that you you were drawn to Mercy Ships because of their passion. Tell me about that. I've worked for several nonprofits over the years. That's been my career. And I've actually, I grew up in East Texas, so I've always known about Mercy Ships. I've never really, I never really dove into it. Um, and a few years ago, um, I was just put on this path that really led me here. I was thinking about moving back and uh, three days later, I had a job at Mercy Ships and started at recruiting. So recruiting volunteers to volunteer on the ship um, and provide this life-changing surgery. And, you know, once you get in, you know, I was like, I'm only going to move here for two years max. And you fall in love with the people here that want to serve. They have a heart for serving and the people that work here, it's just a family. But you also fall in love with the mission because you see it truly does change people's lives. And I, I always like to tell people, especially coming from the recruiting side, we're obviously known for changing surgery or changing lives through surgery. But most of the time, we're also changing the lives of volunteers. And we even change it's I know it's changed my life. So just all around, it just touches people's hearts. And it's it's hard not to fall in love with it. Volunteers. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> kind of mind-blowing to think that you've got these you know, massive ships and everything from what? You're telling me the crew to the medical workers and the doctors and the nurses and the surgeons. These are all volunteers giving of their time to do this. Yeah. 
everybody from, like you said, everybody from the captain to our nurses, uh, surgeons down to, we actually have an academy on board because people give up their lives, um, for several years that we have to have, we had to have a, an accredited school on board. And so, yeah, students graduate. Um, it's, it's crazy. You know, people, most of the time people will sign up to serve, you know, two to three months and, you know, five years later, <laughs> they're still there. So, uh, people are definitely called to do it. You know, um, it's just something that was put in their path that they have that passion for. And, something that God placed in their heart. And so um, definitely it's a floating city for sure. So the Africa Mercy can hold around like 430 and the Global Mercy can hold around 600 people that live and work on that ship. So yeah, it's a, it's a huge undertaking, but those roles fill themselves. Kylie Best is my guest today. We're talking Mercy Ships. You can look them up at mercyships.org. And I promise you, if you do, or if you look them up on social media, or if you just listen to this podcast, like me, you're going to start getting emotional thinking about all that they do, all the people that come together to make this this happen. Tell me why the coast of West Africa has been an area of focus for Mercy Ships. Yeah. So out of the... 7.7 billion, you know, world's population, 5 billion lack uh, access to f- safe and affordable surgery. And we found that 93% of West Africa's population doesn't have that access. And so, you know, we obviously know that there's need everywhere, you know, everywhere could use a little help. Uh, but we wanted to start with the most need. Um, and so that's really our focus in West Africa. And like I said, you know, most populations live near a port city, which allows us easier access to get to that and just rebuild that infrastructure. But that's why West Africa right now. And, you know, obviously we have the Africa Mercy and Global Mercy. We do, I think, eventually hope to expand, but that's where we're needed the most and we're welcomed um, and people know us and love us there. So that's why we're there right now. Tell me then about the two ships. Africa Mercy, you've said, was the original ship and tell me about the global mercy. Africa Mercy, I will say, is the one that's been um, in field service for several years. We we've had other ships, you know. We had the Good Samaritan, the Caribbean Mercy, and the Anastasis. They're all obviously retired, but yes, the ones in service right now are Africa Mercy, and then Global Mercy, which she actually, yeah, she just left China and she's on her way to be outfitted with um, all the hospital supplies. Um, so after that, you know, we'll hope to be in Africa sometime next year. Like I said, it's a huge undertaking. We do recruit volunteers for all of these. So we're more than, we're almost doubling the need for volunteers right now. So it's a super exciting time and shift in our organization to just not only double our ships, but we're really hoping to double the impact and the amount of lives that we can change. So I've pulled this image back up on the screen. Those of you watching the video version, getting to see images. And as I often say, the pictures are worth a thousand words. And one day I'll measure. I'll measure how many thousand words you get <laughs> into a podcast. I don't even know. But these pictures, if you if you were to count them as a thousand words, it's a lot of words because there's there's real beauty and passion 
and meaning and purpose being conveyed, even in the pictures as we're having this conversation. But here's a graphic that says volunteers from over 60 nations. That's people coming together from all over the world to serve in this way. It is. It's it's crazy. And, you know, most people, we are located here. The headquarters is in Texas, but uh, collectively we have 16 international offices. So we are an international organization. Um, and so our recruiting efforts are from everywhere. And it really is, you know, not only is it a floating city and a community, but it's international. So you can serve with someone from all the way across the across the world and get to know them. And, you know, it is crazy and it, it's kind of a small world too, you know? And so uh, it's, it's really encouraging to know that most people around the world, I say most people, but a lot of people around the world know about Mercy Ships and fall in love with that passion. So the international part is a really fun part too, just to, it feels more inclusive to try and solve this problem. This is The Edge of Adventure. My name is Adam Asher. We're talking uh, Mercy Ships today, the organization. You can look them up at mercyships.org. And Kylie Best works with the organization. She's in public relations. And you can tell by listening to her talk, she's great at, at her job. She's great. She's conveying all of this information very thoroughly. And that's always important. It's always important in these interviews to try to get all this information across to the listeners and, and the viewers. Because if we're taking in this podcast, it's because we care about these things and you guys are doing amazing work. So it's great to hear from you today, Kylie. We have the video version. So let me pull this image back up on the screen. What are we looking at here in this particular photo? This is the Global Mercy. So we've been working on her, I want to say for eight years, almost eight years in the making in China. So she is the first purposefully non-government hospital ship built ever. It was a huge undertaking. I don't think that we ever thought we would ever get her, but uh, recently she she left China. She passed all her sea trials. Here in the picture is Jim Patterson. He was ahead of all of that, um, spent a lot of time in China going back and forth. And so He's waving goodbye and she's on her way on a journey. Hopefully we'll lead her to Africa next year and we can start our field services given everything that's going on right now. But that is our hope. And she's going to help us touch more lives and double that impact. She's beautiful and almost twice the size of the Africa Mercy. So it's a super exciting time and a super exciting shift in our organization. It really is. You, this is yeah. a big moment for an organization that's been around a long time. And you've, you've obviously mentioned through the years, there have been different ships that are used and then ultimately decommissioned. But to have this global mercy prepared and looking now at being able to use it in the near future. I don't know anything about this, but when I look at that ship, it looks immense. I mean, it looks like, well, you said it a minute ago, it's, it's a floating city. What kind of volunteers do you need to have this floating city? Because it's more than just the surgeons, the doctors, the medical yeah. personnel. If it's a floating city, you, I mean, yeah. people are living on this thing for months and years at a time. What kind of help do you guys need in terms of volunteers? Yeah, it really does take a village. And, you know, most people from our mission just assume they're like, oh, we can't volunteer because I'm not a nurse or I'm not a surgeon. 
but only 50% of our volunteers are medical. So we have, we obviously need, we're ships, so we need a maritime crew. And that's, you know, 17% of our volunteers. So, you know, we obviously have our captains, our deckhands, our engineers. We need electricians, plumbers, vehicle mechanics. Um, and then the other 33% is anywhere from IT staff, which we call IS human resources. We need teachers, the galley staff, you know, our, we have a chef, anybody, you know, we have to feed everyone anywhere between four and 600 people, depending on your ship every day. We have a chaplaincy on board. So it really, anything that you can think of that takes to run, you know, what we have here at our headquarters is reflected on ships. So even all of these pictures and videos that we use for marketing, that's comes from our communications team on board. So our photographers and videographers, our writers, they're all volunteers as well. You know, you can find your place on board and really make your mark. So you don't have to be medical is what we really try to emphasize um, is we're not just a medical mission. We need everybody because it takes everyone to keep that ship uh, running smoothly so we can change lives. You mentioned chaplaincy, and I also know that you guys are a faith-based organization. I know you you work with all types of people and you all types of people coming from different religions and backgrounds and culture and all of that. But I understand that there is some motivation that is behind Mercy Ships that comes from faith. Yeah. So our mission, you know, we do follow the 2,000-year-old model of Jesus Christ. And so just by serving and loving one another, uh, despite, you know, where we come from, just by what we do and how we do it, we hope to change their lives, you know, whether that's through surgery. You know, most people, um, most patients will go into surgery and, you know, someone asks if we can pray with them and they'll say no. And whenever you know, we remove their bandages, you know, like for instance, you know, like a, we remove cataracts. So someone who's been blind their whole life and they can see for the first time. And, you know, they ask why, you know, why do you guys do this? Why do you provide free surgery? Um, and you know, our volunteers can tell them, you know, it's because, you know, we, um, we love Jesus, we have faith. And so we love you. And so we want you to have the best life that you can have. And that usually stems a conversation. And so we're able to change our lives in multiple ways. Um, so most people become curious, I would say after their surgery, because, you know, people are skeptical, people are shunned from their communities for their disabilities. And then afterwards, it really, it's a, it's a 180 and, uh, yeah, we have to give that glory to God. And so that's the root of why we do what we do. That's an important point and fact. And it's, it's something I like to bring up because I know that in popular culture, it's often sort of told to us that faith and people who are Christians or whatever, right? I mean, it's often sort of we're told that that's a negative and that it somehow is a negative, right? Like that it's somehow a bad thing. And yet I think in reality and anyone who's just lived life and had the opportunity to serve with alongside of uh, people of faith, that you realize that that kind of faith and that kind of relationship with Jesus Christ in this case, right? This is, this is a motivating factor and, and it drives you to serve, not 
to judge, but to serve. And I love to see that lived out. Like in this case, I mean, and you guys aren't the only organization that does that, but you are one that is a great example of it. Just living out your faith and serving yeah. and giving of yourself and making sacrifices because these, these are the things that faith will drive us to. This is the edge of adventure. I don't know. Got on my soapbox there for a second. Uh, Kylie <laughs> no, Best. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Kylie Best is is my guest today. She's from Mercy Ships. Talk to me, uh, please, about the number of countries, at least even an approximate number of countries where Mercy Ships has been able to have an impact through the years. Like I said, you know, we are usually in West Africa where we can dock in cities. And so it's usually, you know, we've been to like Benin, Sierra Leone, Togo. Uh, Senegal, we left Senegal last year. Before that, we were in Guinea. Um, we're hoping to be back in Liberia next field service. Um, Uganda, we've been to Madag all the way to Madagascar. So yeah, we've had a good number of countries invite us into their country to serve their people. They love us. And so we typically come back as well, which is, I think is super awesome to see because you see statistically the difference, you know, once you build up their infrastructure um, and like their, you train their professionals and you come back and we're like, okay, well, last time we saw you know, X amount of need for a surgery and, you know, we go back this time and that need's not even there. So you can see the work that we're doing over time. So yeah, we've definitely hit a lot of countries and we're hoping to build relationships um, and get the word out about Mercy Ships um, and expand that. So yeah, I think our impact has been pretty great and most people over there know who we are and they're, they're excited to see us. Um, and excited to see us come back. Now, I have in my notes here, is this correct? Mercy Ships was founded in 1978? Yes. Okay. By Don and Dion Stevens. I bet you they had no idea the impact that it was going to have and continues to have. Do you know the offhand the total number of ships through the years? I've got five. <laughs> five. <laughs> so, yeah. Good Samaritan, Caribbean Mercy, Anastasis, Africa Mercy, Global Mercy. Is that five? Again, as we discussed earlier, the Global Mercy, for me, looking at it, it looks like a huge ship. Do we know if that's the largest ship? Or? Yes, it is. It's, I mean, it's basically a cruise ship, you know, size-wise. And so it's definitely grown through over the years, uh, the sizes and ships. Because, I mean, if you look at, um, you can look at our fleet um, on our website, mercyships.org. And you can see, you know, the Good Samaritan and Caribbean Mercy were relatively small. You know, Don Stevens had an idea, but we know it's not one huge step. It's small stepping stones to the bigger picture. And so, you know, the Anastasis was a little larger and the AFM is still pretty large, still cruise size um, type of ship. And then the GLM was, I think, the the biggest picture for sure. It's, uh, like I said, it can hold over 600 volunteers that live on ship. And that doesn't include, they won't live on ship, but whenever we go into a country, we actually hire what we call day crew. So we hire local professionals, you know, IT professionals or people 
you know, wanting to be in those or kind of getting started in their career. So, and we actually pay them. And so they're able to have an income, but also, you know, go out and start their career and have that experience on their resume whenever we leave country. Yeah, there's just so many things about Mercy Ships and it all kind of like ties together. But yes, Global Mercy is by far the largest ship that we've had. When you dock the ship, how long are you staying a year or are we talking months at a time in one location before perhaps it moves to the next country? Uh, Our field services um, are like uh, 10 to 12 months, kind of depending. So we are in country before we actually, our ship is there and, uh, you know, getting the word out and everything. And then once we're there, we're there for 10 months, roughly in the same spot, August through June. And that's whenever we're screening and then performing those surgeries. Usually we try to do the surgeries that are going to take the longest rehabilitation time first. So that way those patients can stay on our Hope Center, which is usually off ship. We usually um, repurpose a building and uh, that's where we see patients before their surgery. And then after surgery, they're able to stay there um, with a family member um, and rehabilitate before going back home. This is The Edge of Adventure. My name is Adam Asher. And there's more to my conversation with Kylie Best of Mercy Ships coming right up. But first, I'm going to answer a few questions regarding Rugged Compass. What is it, you ask? Well, more than anything, it is a community of people like you and me. How do I join and participate in this community? Well, there are basically two ways. You can download the mobile app to your phone or your tablet, or you can access the community from your web browser. Is there a cost to join? No. What type of people are in the community? Well, that's a great question, and this is how I would answer that question. It's people who love others, people who find significance in different cultures and languages, people who love to travel or hope to. Most importantly, though, Rugged Compass is built for those of us who want to make a difference, people who crave to live life's adventure and to push beyond status quo. What is the app like? Well, I would say it's a blend, really, of social media, podcasting, streaming, and live video, and so much more yet to come. But the best part about Rugged Compass is that it's focused on living a life of adventure and purpose. One of my favorite features is that it showcases the work of humanitarian organizations, like, for example, Mercy Ships. I am truly honored to have them sharing their heart and their vision and their compassion in the mobile app called Rugged Compass. Okay, I've got one more question, but I'm not going to answer it. I'm not going to answer it right now because here's the question. It is, what does Rugged Compass mean? Why did you choose that name? Well, that's a great question, and I'm going to save it for next time right here on the Edge of Adventure podcast. In the meantime, please check it out at ruggedcompass.com. That's ruggedcompass.com. You'll find all the links you need right there. Again, that's ruggedcompass.com. Now back to my conversation with Kylie Best of Mercy Ships. This is The Edge of Adventure, and we're talking today about Mercy Ships, and Kylie Best is joining us from this organization. Kylie, what would be maybe challenges that that Mercy Ships would face that maybe the average person out here on the outside, we'd have no idea that it takes that much effort to get something like that done? Challenges that might be more behind the scenes. 
one thing that shocked me was the building of relationships um, with a country before we're ever there can take years before we're ever even invited just for a conversation about what we can provide in their country. You know, a lot of countries are skeptical if they don't know who we are, if we've never been a lot of distrust. And so we have to build that trust over time. And then, you know, once we're invited, the advanced work of uh, we have to sign a protocol with that country on what we're going to provide, how many months we're going to be there. And so that, to me, that was the biggest shock whenever I learned about that was, you know, I thought everyone kind of knew mercy ships and it was just, we can show up and do our thing and then leave. But it, it actually takes a lot more than that. A lot of political over there, they're very political in their governments. Um, every country is vastly different. And so we have to change our protocols with every country. So to me, that's a huge challenge. And praise God, we have the people that are able to do that with the skills and the patience. And then I would say another big challenge is while people are called to serve with Mercy Ships and be volunteers, you know, they are giving up their lives. And so that's a it almost feels like every situation is a case-by-case basis. You know, they have different questions of, you know, how do I sell my house or how do I raise a family on board, you know? And it, it's really something you don't really know the ins and outs until you're there. But we do provide, you know, before long-term volunteers go on ship and serve, we have what's called onboarding. It's about like a six-week program. So they're here at the headquarters learning about living on a ship in a different country and how to integrate and, you know, maybe the challenges that they'll face with that, you know, missing your family or feeling lonely if they're here by themselves or, you know, whatever it's going to take. And so we, we try and be proactive rather than reactive. So those are just little things that most people might not think of whenever they think about Mercy Ships and the mission that we provide. Kylie Best from Mercy Ships here on the Edge of Adventure. Kylie, other than volunteers, what would be a way that someone could come alongside Mercy Ships and still be of vital help? So we have what we call like give, go, share, pray. So give any way that you can on our mercyships.org. You can you can actually look at what it costs to provide a certain type of surgery and either donate to that surgery and you can see before and afters of that. You know, go if you if you or someone you know might fit into a role or, you know, it's just something that they're called to do or they've been looking for a new adventure. We definitely just want to get the word out about Mercy Ships. And then if you can, you know, if those things you're not able to do, we'd ask that you just pray for us because this is a huge undertaking um, and we've definitely been called to do it. And we've been doing it for over 40 years and we want to continue to do it and serve the nations in West Africa. You can look them up online at mercyships.org, mercyships.org. Look them up on social media. Pretty easy to find across social media at Mercy Ships. And of course, you'll find the corresponding post for this interview online at theedgeofadventure.com. Just look up the podcast page. You'll find it there. And we have the video version, the audio version, all in one place. Plus, 
helpful links to all the different platforms. So if you say, you know, you're like, uh, I prefer Spotify or I prefer Google podcasts or whatever, that's all right there on the edge of adventure.com. And you can find the platform of your choice, including the brand new app called Rugged Compass. Kylie, great job today. What else do we yeah. need to know? Anything else? Yeah, no, I would just say that, you know, if you have any questions, um, if anyone has any questions about Mercy Ships, obviously we have so much more information on our website, on our social media. It's just a lot of stories, which is usually life-changing even for the people who read it. Um, and then you can always get in contact with recruiters, even if it's just about Mercy Ships in general, they can always just answer those questions. You don't have to be applying or anything. If you just want to call and chat about Mercy Ships, we, we absolutely love uh, to open that door and have those conversations and all of that information is on our website. Mercy Ships. That's the name of the organization. Look them up at mercyships.org. Get to know them better. Look them up online. You'll find them on social media, Mercy Ships, and very easy to find. A fantastic, meaningful, inspiring organization. And what an honor it is for me to get to talk to people around the world week after week, people that serve in a variety of different ways, in a variety of different organizations, really helping to change the world. We A lot of people talk about it. We want to change the world, we want to see the world changed. And, and that's a very, very big undertaking. And, and none of us can do it. None of us can do it. But we can all do something. It is interesting when you just dedicate yourself to doing that one thing, as Mercy Ships has done for 40 plus years, then in time, you see how that influence expands over time. And I just I think back to the founding of Mercy Ships and probably what the vision was and all that has taken place and all the number of people that have been helped through the years. Through my research, gosh, I don't, do you even have any idea how many people we're talking about through the years? Is there any? Yes. So we've had um, over 2 million lives impacted through surgical care or medical capacity training, and we've done over 100,000 surgeries. And then, you know, not to mention the lives that we changed as volunteers and annual, annually, we have roughly around 1,300 rotating volunteers every year. So it's a lot of lives that have been changed. And so that's always encouraging that it just continues to grow. Truly. And then, of course, when you change the life of an individual through one of these surgeries, you're changing the lives of their families and their friends at the same time. So amazing impact. Keep up the great work. Kylie, thank you for your time. Thank you for your passion for Mercy Ships and in turn for the people around the world who need this kind of help. And thanks to Mercy Ships, it's being delivered. I know there's busy, you got busy days ahead, big days ahead for Mercy Ships. And as the global mercy is commissioned and life and service begins, we'll check back in with you because I want to I want to see how that goes and it truly is a fascinating project. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here and try and spread the word. My name is Adam Asher and you've been listening to the Edge of Adventure podcast. To learn more, log on to theedgeofadventure.com. And while you're there, check out the video series where we go off the grid to discover some of the great things people are doing all around the globe to make the world a better place. I call it my search for adventure and purpose. You'll find us on social media too. Just look for the hashtag, The Edge of Adventure. 
Thanks for joining us. Always great to have you with us as together we aim to live life for something bigger than ourselves. This is The Edge of Adventure, where we go beyond status quo.